if you've got a foothold on YouTube and you had to pick one platform, you are on the right platform. That audience, there's so much value there. Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ant. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. All right, Frederico, what is happening this week? This week, we're chatting with Brennan Gann, who is a partner and chief social officer at Mechanism, and he has his finger on the pulse of everything related to digital video. So what are we chatting to Brendan about? Well, we're chatting with him about a bunch of things, but mainly the shape of influencer marketing and how brands are working with creators heading into the future. Hey, uh, before we get started, if you like this podcast that we've put together for you, please let us know on Apple Podcasts by leaving a review. We'd love to hear what you think about it. righty. Welcome back to Creative Generation. This week, we are joined by Brendan Garn. Welcome, Brendan. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, um, Brendan, I normally cook up our introductions, so I'm going to throw it to you and you tell us who you are, maybe why we're talking to you. Cool. Um, yeah, so I'm Brendan Garn. Um, I'm a partner and chief social officer at Mechanism which is an independent creative agency. Um, we do do a lot of work with, you know, Fortune 500 brands, mostly consumer-facing brands. And um, I think kind of what prompted this conversation was the fact that, like, my background is very much in the influencer marketing space. Did my, my first brand deal in 2006 um, with Smosh on, like, a, a brand that doesn't even exist anymore, but kind of uh, saw the writing on the wall and was super pumped on like working with influencers and creators and um, just kind of ran with it. And um, I actually, after my first agency job, went and joined um, Mechanism and then did a ton of influencer marketing there and like viral video stuff and a lot of early social and then joined full screen, one of the YouTube MCNs. And then I started my own uh, influencer marketing agency and then in a very roundabout way, ended up selling that to Mechanism and, and rejoined them and um, have been back there for about six six years, I think. And um, let's see. Otherwise, I sit on the VidCon advisory board and, yeah, really love the the creator space. Yeah. And um, like I was saying just off air, like, Brendan, we've been stalking you online for a while because, like, you do create great content yourself. Like, you're not just a expert you're a content creator as well and and like uh, some of the best sort of thought leadership in this space not just for brands and advertisers but for creators i genuinely believe that so we're, we're stoked to have you here um and you sort of mentioned your early uh influencer marketing campaign and i think you said oh six right so does that make you are you the godfather of influencer marketing like are you the- <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, it was definitely early. I don't know if I was the earliest or not, um, but uh, definitely early and, 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 and stuck with it um, and have continued to stick with it. it. It's, I mean, it's fun, you know, it's like a great space. Like I, I remember when I first got into it, like just like the contrast between sort of like the impact you could see in working with influencers versus like, you know, a, a TV ad or a billboard or radio ad. And to me, I was like, I just remember being early on, like, I don't get it. Like we, we saw it worked once. Like, why, why aren't we just doing this for everything now? Yeah, totally. Like I, I used to work in, in production for advertising. So like I was, and I was kind of like, I ended up here doing what I do, like in a credit generation changer, because 
I was trying to probably do something similar what you're doing, but just getting really frustrated. Um, there was a term that we that used to always come come to us from ad agencies, and I'm sure none of them listen to this, so I'm not burning any bridges. But it was always like, oh, it's only online. It was always like a throwaway. So it's like, uh, that's we're doing a big campaign, but it's only online. Uh, I don't know if that's the uh, uh, pervasive sort of attitude anymore. Uh, maybe you can tell us, but uh, like you know, that was a little while ago. Yeah, it's, I mean, maybe not as explicit, but um, I, I definitely think it's like, it's it's weird. Like now I feel like it's almost just like the spectrum is much broader in the sense that there there's a lot of, a lot of people that like totally get it and are bought in, but there's still a, a huge segment of like, you know, the, 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 the brands and agencies and, and, and um, that, uh, it's it's new to them or there's opposition to it and um i mean e- even with all the headway i'm i'm always shocked at how many people are like like don't don't quite get it or aren't bought into it and can i ask though i mean obviously with you being so early into the game when you like identified the opportunity like what was that like obviously back then there was there was nothing that really came before it how did you look at that and go hey this is this is a good idea yeah, I mean, it was really just as, I mean, I guess it was a few things. One was I was brand new to advertising and like, I, I I remember I'd just been like basically told what branded content was. And so like that was stuck in my brain. I was like, whoa, like that's like a form of advertising. And like, I thought that was the coolest thing. And so like I had that in the back of my head um, and, and always thought that was really cool. And at the same time, it was like YouTube was blowing up. And, you know, I was on MySpace and I was like the the, the youngest person in the office because I'd been an intern and like just gotten hired. And so it, for me, it was like my I, I, I was consuming all my media online, you know. And so to me, it was just like, this is where I'm spending my time. Why aren't we advertising here? And and so it was really as simple as sort of like these these numbers are massive and um, I want to like. I want to tap into that. Fair enough. And I mean, obviously it's, it's developed a lot since, since that point. Um, and what though has like, what's been your sort of method in, in developing that art? I would say it's like overall, like very hands-on. We're, we're not trying to micromanage the creators, but trying to do a lot more of the like vetting in that early stage and like deep onboarding so that we don't have to do a lot of like, you know, armchair art directing because nobody likes that. <laughs> Did you have to learn that the hard way? Like the vetting of creators? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we sort of evolved to that pretty quickly, but we had to like um, learn it and relearn it multiple times because like, you know, maybe a client really loved this creator. And so like, it, it was like, it instead of starting with like sort of like the the idea and the strategy it started with the creator and every, you know, it, that didn't happen too often, but the handful of times it did, it inevitably came back and bit us in the ass. Like <laughs> you end up going over budget or working with somebody that's not really excited about it and they under deliver. And um, yeah. So uh, any, I'm any sure dirt, we'll, any dirt you can drop. 
Ernie. Uh, maybe, no, no, no. <laughs> maybe without throwing anyone under the bus, or is that just not um, possible? I mean, I won't name names, but like I remember one program we we paid these these creators, you know, uh, like a lot of money, <laughs> and 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 you know we we nailed down this like great idea, and then they went off. I mean, they went off, and they're like they were late they came back late and we're like you know we 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 tried that idea and it didn't work so can we just try and do some vlogs it's just like like we're paying you so much money so much money and like this is like you you like all this time is wasted and like this is where we're at like that was pretty pretty rugged and and that was one of those things where the red, you know, a couple of those red flags were there. Like we knew they were busy. We knew they had a lot on their plate and, but, but everyone was so in love with them as like the partner that we were all sort of in denial about it. Were you, were you also sort of secretly hoping it would be like that, a Casey Neistat Nike moment where like <laughs> over budget and late, but comes out with like the best branded content ever? I mean, I was certainly hoping that, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't going to be the case. <laughs> you mentioned also like looking ahead in the future and you, you sort of keep saying it like partnership for creators. Like, is that something like that, that is more like crystal ball or even the here and the now, it's more of a, a partnership that you're looking at with creators and brands rather than like pay to play, do a post yeah. or something? Yeah, I mean, I would say we very, like our philosophy is very much like form as deep a partnership as, as possible. Um, and, and that's generally the way we try and, and sell the, the programs to, to the brands that we're working with. You know, occasionally we will do sort of like one-offs, but that, that's probably um, the exception now. Um, and it just like works so well when you can form like a really deep partnership with a creator. Cause like all that work is in the upfront piece, you know, like the, the, like identifying, negotiating, onboarding, like the first one or two activations, like getting everyone on the same page, like that's like the heavy lift. And then to just drop it after that is like such a waste of time. So like, you know, we, we've done probably my favorite campaign that we've done was with uh, or like influencer campaign we've done was like with Mountain Dew where we did like a two and a half year long program and we signed creators to like you know multi-year contracts and like it was awesome because like you know after you kind of get everyone on the same page you're able to be really nimble and you know like jump on real-time opportunities the client like knows the talent and their nuances and, and vice versa. Um, and it just like, it's also, I think from a viewer standpoint, so much more impactful because you're not like, you know, working with a competitor one week and, you know, another, the next, like I always like reference um, make, or make the analogy that like, well, what if like Nike had only paid Jordan to, to wear <laughs> Nike's is like, very first game and then just were like great we did it we're, we're moving on like well then like the next he would have done Adidas and the next converse and the next reebok it's like we we look at that and we're like that is that's silly like nobody would like 
it's it would be idiotic for them to do that but yet like brands do it all the time with creators and it's definitely something we're seeing like uh as you know working with a lot of creators and brand deals is that it does feel like the, the brands um, and the agencies do want to do longer term deals with the creators uh and build it out there but you can still see there's a, just that little bit of hesitancy about the reliability right like is, is this actually going to work out? Um, you know, are we going to get it on time? Is it going to be you know, consistent with something I guess they used to when they work with, you know, traditional media and traditional ad campaigns? Um, how do you think that that's going to be going into the future? I mean, I think in the short term, there will always, there, I think in the short term, there will continue to be issues. I mean, one thing, and I'm sure you guys experience this all the time with creators, is like, like you just said, like that happens like pretty frequently um you know it's both like a pro and a con when they sort of have like a, a bigger team and, a, and management like sometimes it creates more layers but at the same time like they, they'll be more organized sometimes um like i i, I think i think that there's always going to be an element of that um it, you know a lot of these people they they they're great at building audiences and creating content, but less, they're not project managers. Um, but I, I do think, you know, the bigger creators more and more are, are building teams around them and teams are forming around them, which kind of professionalize it. And they're like mirroring, you know, traditional businesses more and more. Um, however, one way we've kind of solved for that is basically by sort of like anticipating it and, and um, you know, uh, like referencing that Mountain Dew um, partnership that we did, you know, we worked with, I think it was like a half dozen creators and we would kind of have um, kind of like evergreen content being rolled out, which, you know, if they were a day or two off one way or another, it didn't really matter because like content was always going out there. And then we had the, the tent pole sort of moments and usually you know, more planning was going into that and we were doing a little bit more management, but we also would sort of like double up. So it was like, it what the whole thing was never contingent upon like one single point of failure. And so it was never, you know, people did misstates. I mean, you know, we, 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 we had a lot of content, but it was never this like, um, we were really fortunate in sort of like structuring that way. And I, I can't take credit for it because I wasn't running the day to day on it. Um, but um, we were never like really left in, in a jam that was really that bad by sort of anticipating that and, and making sure we had like, you know, two to three launching these, you know, key tenfold moments at each time. I love it. Hey, just thinking of like all this uh, like influencer marketing and brands like partnering a bit deeper, Brands then need to start or continue building their own social channels and influence themselves. Like, or should they piggyback off others or or partner up even closer? Like, what do you you know? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, or is I mean, that a core business thing, and and we can't just shoot that down? <laughs> yeah, kill kill off half of our our social business. Um, no, I mean, I I think I think. I think partnership partnerships are really probably the way to go. I mean, like, um, I don't think there's like, I think brands should evolve and get better at social themselves. I'm like, I'm a 
big advocate for brands even like i i you know we do community management for brands and and i oftentimes am like why don't you guys do this in-house like you, you know the lines of communication are so much more compressed but i so i think brands do need to be more like creators um but i think the key is really sort of like that that partnership if you're already an established brand you're not going to ditch that but but you know you can go i think like the 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 um g fuel model like the, you know that energy drink yeah i think what they do is like so brilliant like because they'll develop like product lines around creators and they'll co-market those and it's awesome because it's still the the g fuel brand but like you know pewdiepie can come out and be like this is mine and so it's, he's promoting his brand. He's not pushing it to another product. He, he maintains that core brand equity and G4 kind of gets that halo benefit. Yeah. I actually have a, 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 a little <laughs> box of the PewDiePie. Do you feel on my desk right now, actually? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the tang of PewDiePie sweat is uh, <laughs> fuel powder. Yeah, I guess it's an interesting, inter- interesting flavor. <laughs> hey, look, we're talking about it a, a bit like influencer versus the creator, this idea. I mean, we've talked about influencer marketing, influencer marketing, and I think creators are now thinking, hey, you know, we're not just influencers. We want to be known as creators now. And I think that I feel like there's more value in that when you, when you talk about it that way. Um, how are you finding that that evolution? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, creators, I feel like you're right, is like the term that, I think has gotten a lot of traction. I feel like, you know, oftentimes influencers sort of has some baggage and, and negative connotations, you know, the, the, the fit tees of the world sort of, um, I think, I think that's what sort of like influencers kind of conjures up oftentimes. Um, I, I, I personally tend to use them somewhat interchangeably sort of based off of like who I'm talking to in sort of where, what I assume their sort of thinking and philosophy on it all is. Like, you know, with some brands, if, if it's not a space that they are really deep in, it's probably just easier to say influencers. Mm. But, um, you know, outside of that, oftentimes we talk about creators internally. And I've noticed that like working with the creatives internally uh, oftentimes communicating like making that distinction that like you know they're creators as well and and using that handle i think helps kind of um kind of soften the beachhead a little bit in sort of like the adoption and in collaboration with 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 the creators um and oftentimes you know one thing more and more we're, we're doing is like working with you know creators because of the content that they create more so than the influence they have you know we don't we don't do that a ton but occasionally that's the case because like we're like this this person like they nail like the vibe and look we want and and we don't necessarily need their their audience like it's great that they have it but the the focus and emphasis is really uh, you know their their content creation capabilities. If you like this conversation or want to be part of the conversation, how about join us each week on Clubhouse? We get guests from the podcast on there talking all 
about the creator generation and the creator economy, you can ask your own questions. So if you think you can do a better job of this than myself or Fred, and let's be honest, you probably can, head on over, hit us up on Clubhouse. We're there every Sunday, 3 p.m. for the West Coast of the USA, 6 p.m. in the East, and in Australia, obviously, we are on Mondays, 10 a.m., daylight saving time. Catch you there. Hey, um... Speaking of the difference between like creators and influencers, what like and you know an expert, you're you're creating a bunch of content like I alluded to before. Are you a creator? Are you an influencer? What's what? What are you? Are you just someone got something to say? That's a good question. Um, I, I don't know. Like uh, I definitely don't. I don't think I view myself as 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 any of those. And I think. Um, it's just, I, I don't know, I guess, like, to be honest, I don't, I don't know why. I guess I haven't really, like, reflected on it. I just, like, started doing it. And, um, yeah, it's, like, it's been really fun. I definitely think, it, 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 you know, the impulse to do it stemmed from, like, I, uh, I, I have a blog and I used to write a lot. And, like, I kind of... Um, found myself writing a ton and never posting it. And I wanted to get over that. And so I like, it's like, I'm going to set a goal of posting to LinkedIn once a day. Cause it seemed very attainable. You know, it's like, if I have to post something once a day, like worst case, like I can write a little sentence and share an article and stuff. Um, so I just kind of did it to get over that kind of mental block. And, um, and, and sort of just continued to run with it. And then I started TikTok a few months ago. And, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how I'd categorize myself, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, actually, I remember having this conversation with a, a YouTuber who had like maybe 150,000 subscribers and they were like, sh- they sort of shirked back when like introduced them as a YouTuber and that's their full-time gig. And they're like, I'm like, look, right here, right now, we're calling you a YouTuber. And like, you're going to own this. And it's kind of like, it was just like that, oh, you know, it, it's maybe it's still like you haven't set out to be that and it sort of happens and so you sort of don't self-identify. But, you know, I, I'll, you can, I reckon you can wear a creator badge. Like your your TikTok and your LinkedIn, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll hand it over. Like I reckon you can <laughs> step up to the mantle as a, as a creator because um, your TikTok, you've been going only a few months and I think and what, 70-something thousand followers and I think the other day you hit a million likes, which is, pretty badass um it's like what like what are you doing on tiktok it's you're not doing dance routines are you like that's not yet (laughs) um yeah i mean like i I mean i mostly just talk about sort of what i think is interesting within social media um and it'll be i actually feel like i need to like define the format even more but like i'll talk about like um you know, the psychology of of marketing and social media, that's probably like one of my favorite things to talk about. And then occasionally I'll talk about like influencer marketing or, or various, uh, you know, content strategies. Um, And then oftentimes I'll I'll comment on sort of like, uh, you know, what's happening in the space or, or break something down in terms of like, you know, if an account is blowing up, why are they doing that? Or, you know, brand is doing something, you know, how are they going about doing it and what do I see? Um, 
but yeah, basically it's, it's, you know, kind of the business of, of, of social media and influencer marketing. Um, so I think for, for TikTok, it's still relatively niche, although it, there's definitely more marketers than like, even I originally thought, like I knew it was much bigger than, than teens dancing, but, um, <laughs> you know, there's, 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 there's a lot of really interesting people on there. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about TikTok is obviously, you know, for many people, it's a pretty, it's pretty new, um, like you, you, the evolution of social marketing and influencer marketing is so heavily tied to the, I guess, the evolution of the platforms, isn't it? Right. So, you know, social influencers are out there doing their thing on like Facebook and then something comes along and then it's there and then it's there. Like that must be one pretty worrying for brands or exhausting for brands. Or is it exhausting for an agency as well? Um, it can be, I, for me personally, I love it because like I I get I think I'm a little bit like ADD like I get so bored of like like I feel like there's this window of like I don't know maybe like 2016 2017 2018 where it felt like things were a little bit more stagnant like everybody was kind of running through the same playbook of like well we're going to allocate the bulk of the budget to you know Facebook and Instagram buys and you know, focus on the paid assets and, you know, that, that, that sort of like gobbled up so much of the, the social dollars. It, 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 and then there weren't any, you know, or as many new players and, um, and, and in the last like year or two, it's been really exciting to sort of see a lot of that, just like these new platforms emerge and really shake things up again. Like, you know, TikTok, but then also that whole sort of format. There's so many cool new platforms out there that are adopting it um, and, and getting real traction. You know, there's like, you know, Triller and Clash and, and Rizzle and probably a million others. And, and like these platforms have millions of people on them. And, um, you know, and then more recently, you know, Clubhouse, et cetera. So it's, you know, and then Dispo launched the other day. It's like, it's, it's an exciting time. And like, it can be a little bit, you know, uh, like stressful, but, but overall, I think it's, I think it, that disruption is really the big opportunity. And like, I, I love sort of like being like, this is a blank slate. How, like, how are we going to tackle it? That's like the, the fun challenge. I think. Well, how do you, how do you assign value then to, to these different things? Like, you know, um, the value of a, a creator on TikTok compared to a value of a creator on YouTube, right? They might have both of a hundred thousand, you know, followers. How does how does that work in terms of where a brand can see value? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, it, it, short answer is it all depends, but I, I would say like it's very much supply and demand driven. You know, I think a lot of TikTokers can be more. I would say a lot of. If I was going to generalize, I would say like YouTube number one, TikTok number two, uh, and then like Twitter and Instagram probably like tied, you know, um, there, there's always exceptions that prove the rule, but like, like, I don't think Instagram is like, it's not nearly as impactful as it was. Mm. And it's so expensive to work with creators there whereas you can get a you know a comparable creator or, or even a much bigger creator on tiktok 
Um, and because the platform is so new um, and, and underdeveloped, they're way less expensive. And so um, I think there's like sort of like a moment in time right now where um, it's, it's, it's really undervalued. Um, yeah, I don't know if that does that answer the question it, or I, yeah. I just create more but, questions. No, I, I mean, I think he, like you're kind of saying that both both on the, the brand and advertiser side, but on the creator side, there is significant advantages to being first mover on on a new platform, right? Like, is that kind of like you can get, I, I mean, I know I read a, an article or an email from you late last year from based off your TikTok, TikTok experience. Um, and you'll basically like get on TikTok now is the, the end of it. So is that kind of, is that where it kind of leans to? Like there's new platforms, get on there and, and go hard? Yeah, I think that's definitely a huge, huge element. Like, you know, with, with TikTok, for example, like right now, organic reach, um, I saw a stat from them uh, recently. Organic reach is 118% for brands. Now, brand on Facebook, like, you're lucky. I mean, it's it's low single digits. Like, it's it's garbage. Um, so, so that's like a multiple of like 20 plus. And... Um, it's kind of like a natural evolution that like organic reach declines, you know, um, uh, in, in 2006, YouTube, the, the median views per video was 10,262. 10 years later in 2016, it was 89. So those early adopters were getting 115 times, you know, more views and, and, you know, in, in Facebook, on Facebook, organic reach was 16% in 2012. And now it's like, you know, two percent or something so um being early you you can get a disproportionate amount of value for sure and that is it is is a fascinating time because there are some things that are obviously happening like obviously tiktok's emerging but you know you got things like clubhouse coming up too um and you know youtube shorts which is getting a you know a ton of traction as well um i guess from a creator's point of view like what should they be doing? Like where should be where should they be focusing? Or if it's not one particular platform, like is there a set of principles you recommend they they follow for for new platforms? Yeah, I mean, there's always like a cost benefit of like time and resources. So it, you know, it's very much an individual choice, and I think it'd be really hard. Like if you're a really established, like YouTuber. Like that's, that's a, such a valuable property. You definitely don't want to take your, your, you know, foot off the gas there. Um, however, I think regardless of sort of the, 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 where you decide to sort of invest your time, I do think that one thing all the creators should be doing and all the you know, brands as well is, is owning some direct line of communication to their audiences because um, you know, we, we just, as we just saw with those, those numbers, it's like organic reach declines, all these things, they decline and like, who knows, you can get booted off a platform well, or, well, Brendan, and you're aware of this, but Facebook in Australia has banned all news, yes. uh, organizations and, and you cannot share news links at all. And news is not just the big boys, you know, it is like your local city guides, their news that yeah. you cannot share that their Facebook pages are shut down. The big media companies gone skis. So, uh, but yeah, like what, what do you do then? Like, you know, where do you go? Yeah. Like that's insane. I'm sure nobody, you know, 
six months ago, a month ago, even. I mean, I don't know exactly how it was being um, communicated out there. Like, I, I think I heard about it being a possibility for the first time, like a week ago or something. And I was like, oh, that's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm sure everybody else thought the exact same thing. But like, yeah, you're right. It's like you, you're building on on somebody else's land. And, and we're seeing these sort of like edge cases or what started out as edge cases becoming more and more common. And um, so, so there's like this kind of confluence of events, you know, like you, you might get kicked off, um, organic reach is declining, you, you know, you, you might get canceled. And, and, and so like, I think it's really smart to sort of um, invest in, in that direct line of, of um, communication because you can't, yeah, you can't rely on, on these, these other platforms. And then, you know, if, if another platform explodes in popularity, you can use your direct line of communication to help funnel them over that way. Um, so I think that's really like a really important, it's like an insurance policy in a lot of ways. Is, do you have any thoughts on like how many is too much for a creator? Like should they come where's, where should they spend their time? How, how many is too much? How many platforms? Of, yeah, uh, should they go for? Okay, let's, you know, we'll do oh. Twitter and TikTok and YouTube. And now YouTube Shorts is a competitor directly into that space. And then you've got, you know, there's Reels on the other side. And then you've got Clubhouse all of a sudden here. Like, where do they spend their time? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think it sort of depends in terms of where you're at and, like, the growth cycle as a creator. Like, um, you know, ultimately, like, when you're starting out, you need to sort of, like, ride a wave and, like, find that like gold rush area where you can like really, you know, like where you can be a big fish in a small pond. That's, that's kind of what you want so that when it grows, you're a big fish. <laughs> um, and right now that, that is TikTok. Like, you know, clubhouse is, is awesome. Um, and, and incredibly valuable, but like, um, I, I don't, I would, I would prioritize TikTok if you're just starting out. Now, if you're established, like if you've got a foothold on YouTube, uh, like, and you had to pick one platform, you are on the right platform. Like that audience, there's so much value there. And I would also add, you know, um, you know, live streaming, uh, you know, Twitch, Twitch to that as well. Um, I think if you're on Instagram and that's like your primary channel, and you're established that's i think your 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 time is sort of running out and, mm. and i would probably shift to um you know establishing that audience elsewhere interesting mm. i don't know what do you guys think you need to change the color <laughs> of your light behind you Brendan, when yeah. you say that to the red, the red light yeah yeah <laughs> it, no it is interesting I, mean, I i think we still look at you know um, YouTube is still that gold standard of of that that in in the video category there, and the engagement you get um, for the videos is pretty tremendous. You know, um, we're looking at you know we work with the internet historian. We're looking at a launch he did yesterday um, for a new video, and you know by the end of twenty four hours, it was trending number two on YouTube, and you know thousands and thousands of comments and like such a such heavy engagement so amazing looking at it compared to you know a, a video I, I have seen on other platforms that can get you know a few million views in the first 
um, couple of days, and it doesn't nearly get as much. What well, you don't feel doesn't seem like it's as much engagement. In fact, the people who view it say, "Okay, what's next?" Right? They're like, "Okay, what's next? What's next?" Like, come on, keep giving us stuff there. Whereas on YouTube, it's like it does feel like there's better engagement, and people go and they look at the back catalog and want to be part of what that that creator or be connected to that creator a whole lot more. And I mean, that's what we feel. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that changes, especially with so many ultra short um, options coming out online. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's think, a fascinating space. Like you touched on that. I think live is definitely like what Clubhouse is showing us is just reducing the barriers for other creators to get in. They're like video is tricky, right? Like, so, mm. um, or like, you know, talking to creator this morning, like discord is like, what they're like, what's the difference? And it's like, well, discord like looks like another language, Right, when you open it up, like if you, you know, like the first time I opened Discord, I was just like, "What's going on?" And before I knew it, I was getting trolled by this, this creators that for like grooming them, and I'm like, "What the what?" But that's like an in joke within in that community, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I got to get out of here." Um, no, yeah, like, but it, it it's just like, but live, like, I, I think there's a connection and an authenticity that, and that is a buzzword within this space, but it is like, you know, a, a real authentic interaction that. Um, that also connects to people, but also helps break down barriers for other people to create. So I think that's kind of going to like, it's, it's probably the numbers of like your audience are never as high. Right. But that connection to your audience is, is much, much greater. And then obviously leverage comes from there. So yeah, it's uh that's my crystal ball. Um, anyway, <laughs> if anyone I, wanted I, to I hear what I've got to say. Well, look, speaking, speaking <laughs> of crystal balls, I mean, where, where do you think, um, what are going to you think are going to be the next trends in things like um, social marketing and um, influencer marketing? Yeah, we've kind of touched on a lot of them, but um, you know, you referenced that the, the, those blog posts. I kind of broke it out into like really kind of three um, three trends that that I see is really sort of like the big ones. Um, one is the rise of kind of dark social and that playing a, a bigger role. So, you know, dark social being content that's shared via private channels, you know, SMS, uh, discord, et cetera. I mean, that's just exploded. I, I think, I think 2020, it really kind of came onto the scene in a big way. And, you know, we saw like, um, uh, you know, Obama joined community, the, the text message startup, you know, like, uh, it's really valuable. And like, um, you know, I, I've, I've read some uh, stats and like the open rates on SMS are like 98% oftentimes when in email, it's like 20 to 30%. And we talked about organic reach on social, it's lower. So um, I think that's going to continue to grow. I'd also add that a big part of that is I think sort of, swing away from like the the openness of other platforms mm. you know people don't necessarily want to sort of be broadcasting everything they say out into the world anymore they maybe want more of a sense of community um so i think that's a big one the other one i think that's going to be really coming soon is um and it's started to get some traction is sort of the you know shop retainment live streaming e-commerce the the sort of qvc with influencers um I, that that's I think going to really be growing, and, and I look um, at what's going on in China, and, and and you know I think right now they're sort of like a leading indicator for what we can expect here in the U.S. and and you know or the West rather I should say, and like um, 
I was reading this this data this morning. It was like um, I actually did a post about it. But like in in China, well, first off, in China it's massive. It's one hundred thirty six. It was one hundred thirty six billion in revenue, sales revenue last year, and then apparently like it's the single biggest driver of unplanned purchases. And it accounts for 65% of unplanned purchases, which was three more than 3x influencers, which I thought was crazy. I mean, like, it's mostly influencers within it. But, you know, um, it's the adoption is like through the roof. And and some of the, the um, you know, the talent there is, you know, they're massive. Like I was reading um, this one woman um, via or maybe it's we, I, I can't, I, it's V I Y A. I don't know how exactly how it's pronounced, but like um, she'll get like 40 million people tuning into a single live stream where she's selling stuff. And <laughs> wow. it's wild. And like, um, you know, here, here we're, we're starting to see kind of a lot of these elements coming together where you can see like where it, it in my mind, it seems like an inevitability, like live streaming, 2x last year um in uh in, in april of 2018 rather um ninja was like the most discussed athlete online you know more so than like ronaldo and Shaq and so on so like we're kind of it's live stream is gaining popularity and, and going mainstream and then at the same time the platforms are building out the 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 kind of commerce functionality so like um, you know, Facebook launch shop, you know, TikTok, we saw um, their Walmart live stream sales integration. Um, YouTube is experimenting with it. And then like from the other direction, the commerce direction, you know, Amazon is tacking on um, live streaming. So um, the platforms are obviously investing in it for a reason. I, I, I think, you know, there, there's a lot of smart people over there being paid really well to think about the future of the business and the fact that they're building out all these things, I think is probably a good signal that this, this is going to be important. Um, Oh wait. Yeah. Sorry. I keep rambling, but there was one other thing which was sort of like creators and influencers developing brands and being their own brands. So like, sort of like, I think there'll be two models that will really develop. Like one is sort of the George Foreman grill model, you know, where we saw like basically it's a product, it's essentially white labeled and, and uh, you know, somebody goes out there and promote it. And that happens quite a bit now. Um, uh, but we'll also see more of the, the kind of Nike Jordan model. And um, I think both will work really well, but I think they're going to like really both take off this year. So like, you know, we saw Ninja has a partnership deal with Adidas. His first shoe sold out in 40 minutes. Um Charlie D'Amelio and Dunkin' Donuts, they're developing their own, um, uh, you know, coffee with her. It's, its you know, we're seeing it, but it's not massive yet. Mm. Um, so those are sort of the big three trends. Sorry, I rambled there. Oh, that's baller. That's great. But I want to go da- da- down my favorite part of the segment. Like, it's really kind of cool to talk about the future of social advertising and creators and new business models and stuff. But what I'm really interested in is, like, where these internet, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, whatever rabbit hole has taken taken you, Brendan, lately. Like, where have you been? What weird, wonderful place have you been on the internet? 
I have two answers. I've got two sort of guilty Ooh. pleasures right now. Um, one is uh, uh, the H3H3 new new show with Trisha Paytas. It's like Ethan and Trisha, frenemies. I like. I think that is like the greatest thing on the planet. It it's so good. Um, it's so funny because like my my fiance loves watching Trisha Paytas, and like for years I'd be like. Oh my gosh, I hate her. Like, I don't want to, like, why do you watch her? I don't understand it. And then, like, it, but I, I always thought H3H3 and, and Ethan Quine in particular was really funny. And I would occasionally watch it or listen to it. But, like, the two of them together is like suddenly, like, I don't know, I can't get enough of it. It's so good. <laughs> um, the other one is, uh, the other one's a little bit uh, selfish, uh, um, but uh, your own TikTok, <laughs> that, almost that selfish, but not quite. Um, it's uh, it's it's so um, a bunch of buddies, a couple of my buddies, basically uh, a few years ago hit myself and you know their their group of friends up, and we're like, we want to buy Ghost Town. So I invested a little bit of money, you know, a bunch of us did. And um, at the start of the pandemic, one of them decided to go up there and live full time up on the mountain. And, uh, you know, they've been trying to develop it throughout this, this whole time. But, you know, he figured all oh, right out the, you know, pandemic in, in, in our ghost town. And then he started doing TikToks. And then he started a YouTube channel called Ghost Town Living, and it's just exploded. Like his TikTok, I think, is like four million followers, and his YouTube channel is like on the verge of hitting a million. And like it's become like this destination, and like all these other influencers are going up there, and like it's just it's really well shot and stuff. And you know, obviously, I've got a vested interest in it, so I'm always curious what's going on up there. That one's news to me. I'm definitely that's like straight up. Oh yeah, let's just buy a ghost town and make <laughs> rad content. Like, who? I defy anyone not to want to at least check that out. Like, that's just brilliant gold. Frederica, have you been anywhere weird outside uh, of airplane? No. Uh, well, I, ha- I have been. Uh, yeah, oh, I've actually been a, a bit of a cooking rabbit hole. Um, I just actually I don't know why I hadn't seen it before. Like Sam, the cooking guy. Um, He's got a channel where he does a lot of things uh, that are very, uh, not ambitious, but big and like interesting and like crazy. But I sort of got, I sort of watched one and then I started watching like just all of them. And I mean, the things I'd probably never ever make myself, but um, it just like, it's fascinating. I think it's just the way he, he approaches it. I think it's like, yeah, he's like, this is awesome. And I think he has a bunch of restaurants and you can actually go to the restaurants and buy these things if you really, <laughs> if you really wanted, if you didn't want to make them yourself. Uh, so yeah, I've been I've been checking out his um, wonderful recipes, very probably heavy recipes, but uh, that's been a bit of a rabbit hole for me. Mm, interesting. Anyone care where I've been lately? Uh, yes, and we definitely probably do. Not. Tell us. Well, my fa- my I did. I, it's interesting because it's uh, it's uh, what are they? Chad and JT goes deep. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, I saw some. <laughs> that sounds so familiar. It, it's <laughs> these hilarious like guys that are sort of parody of surfer la dudes but their tagline is like for chad anyway on instagram is activist slash savant of stoke and it's (laughs) 
um, they go around and do a whole bunch of parodies and sort of like at the moment they've been doing a whole bunch of stuff around like mask wearing and COVID and they sort of play stupid um, and they hang out and it's, it's kind of like the comedy Louis Theroux sort of nice like surfer uh, LA surfer guys and they sort of the latest video I, I have no idea actually how I, I got there I think it was through Instagram but then I ended up on their YouTube but they they've been wanting to rage like party um, and they haven't because of COVID so they turned up to a like a, a probably a legal uh, Christian rock uh, festival wearing full hazmat suits and sort of a couple oh of surfer stokes, stoke dudes. They were very friendly about it, but they hung out at a, at a Christian rock festival and got on the stoke. Um, a few times they asked people if they were also on Molly, but uh, I don't know if that was un- understood. Um, but very smart, very funny. Yeah. Um, Chad and JT goes deep. Yeah. I have seen those guys. They're they're hilarious. How much yeah. of your watching is you know social video, Brennan, compared to your entertainment watching? Maybe maybe like fifty fifty. I you know it's funny. Like when I started creating content, that really like ate into the tiny little bit of free time that I did have. Um, but you know, my fiance and I do watch The Office. Like basically, like every night we'll watch like an episode when we have dinner. Um, but uh, outside of that, you know, in the occasional movie, it's 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 almost all like social video. Although to be honest, I don't even consume that much of that. Like, I feel like I'm kind of oddly, um, oddly detached from TikTok in a lot of ways because like I'm I'm so busy like making it or just doing my my job that like I don't actually like I'll get to spend a little bit of time with it but I don't watch that much really anymore Ricky Tick I reckon we like we could talk to Brendan for many many hours which you know maybe we will but we won't record it um but I think yeah let's it's a good place to leave it leave it there um Brendan again thanks so much for hanging out with us on Creative Generation it's been very enlightening awesome love it yeah yeah thanks thanks for having me guys this is this is really fun i'm i'm i I really appreciate you guys reaching out and and hosting me (laughs) thanks for joining us and uh yeah we'll chat soon